Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadet. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Grand Rising, and thank you all for joining us on this Wednesday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and we'll be joined by our co-host, Kareem Hamid, in just one moment, and our fabulous guest today, because we've got a topic and we want you to call in, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak. And, of course, we'll add you to our conversation. And we want to take a look at a very serious issue. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stay with us. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Cell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, 
Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. This morning, praise be to Almighty God Allah. We are grateful for everyone that tuned in this morning. Praise be to Almighty God for you. Uh, I want to share with you an important public service announcement before we get the show on the road. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back in a while. God willing, inshallah. And and host of Care on Air, the Civil Rights Hour. I'd like to speak to you about something, something that's right at the very heart of our family and community life. It's something that can stay hidden in homes and in communities for years, regardless of faith or religion or socioeconomic status. I want to talk to you about domestic abuse, violence against women in general, as well as the broader underlying issue of respect for women that the Me Too movement addresses and that helped us to see an even deeper and systemic, long-standing disrespect of women at many levels of our society, from the stockroom to the boardroom. To see real change, though, is to help move these injustices out of the dark and into the light. For that, we're going to need you and me, or a We Too movement, in which we say no more. We must also be willing to admit that the problem can exist even in your or my community. So talk to your mom and other counselors. Hold workshops in your community. Invite in experts to learn more and talk about it in individual conversations. We want respect for our mothers, wives, daughters, sisters, and all the women in our society, and that means equal protection and equal respect for their intellect, their work, and their total person. So what are you willing to do? The public service message from the Community Wide Share Conference and AM 360. And we are back. I am Kareem Hamid, one of the hosts, the host on the Female Solution. I'm opening up the mic of my co-host and colleague, Sister Naima Latif. I pray she's yeah. ready to broadcast this morning. Yes, we are. Yeah. Assalamu alaikum, Naima. How are you? 
Walaikum assalam. So grateful to be with you and the American Muslim 360 family as we broadcast simultaneously here along on our Facebook and YouTube channel, The Female Solution. And we've got some fantastic guests. And the topic today, uh, of course, we were listening to the PSA. It was so appropriate based on our topic today, which is how do you give emotional support to one who has had a traumatizing experience? And we've got a host of uh, wonderful guests today. We're going to introduce them. And certainly for those who are listening in, we invite you to call in. 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891 and press 1 on your phone dial that lights your number up on our switchboard and lets us know you have something to say. We've already got a caller that is press 1. We'll be coming to you shortly. And, of course, if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, you can write in your comments and we will share them with our listening and viewing audience. So today we want to get right into the issue. And one of the things that was said in the PSA we just listened to, people who are suffering domestic violence. And there are many people who are going through issues. And sometimes they need to turn to their families. You may have had a death of a loved one. You may be leaving a uh, an abusive relationship. You may have gone through a a devastating financial crisis, the loss of a job. Well, all of us go through something. And when a child has suffered a loss, and for them, maybe divorce of a parent, uh, maybe a serious injury, all kinds of things, even failing a grade at school, they're traumatized. And often when children act out, it's because they're going through grief and sadness or fear, but we tend to punish them when they act out because we don't understand their distress. And as adults, too often we're expected to just suck it up if we're going through a thing. Divorce is traumatizing. Domestic abuse is traumatizing. The death of a loved one, especially the the sudden violent death of a loved one, whether whether it's a car crash or an act of violence, it's devastating. And sometimes, often, people don't know what to say. Or we're expected to just suck it up or act like it's not happening and continue on with our lives. And you can't, nor should you feel like a failure if you don't. So how can we give emotional support to friends and loved ones going through a crisis? Well, joining us today, we have Kathy Ann Ellington, who is a grief counselor. We have Ariel Bragg, who's a wonderful young businesswoman. We've got Tatiana Vasquez, a crisis survivor, and we have Latoya Wiseman, who's founder of Women on the Move. So we want you all to call in, comment, again, 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891, and press 1 to speak to the host and co-host, Naima Latif and Kareem Hamid. So that's our issue today. And for those who have been through a trauma, and we all have, I want to ask the question, what is it that you would have needed people to say to you during your time of crisis? And what are some things people said that were not helpful so that we could perhaps learn what 
not to sing. So let me start out, uh, Raymond, letting our guests, Kathy and Ellington, the grief counselor, um, give us a little bit of an overview of, of what you do and why, uh, because so many people don't know how to handle grief or expect it not to even acknowledge grief. Yes. So give us your thoughts. All right. First of all, good morning. Good morning to everyone. Good morning, Ariel. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Tatiana. Uh, uh, first of all, I greet you uh, in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, I have to tell you that I have suffered uh, many uh, traumatic uh, instances in my life. Uh, the, the main one was the death of my uh, my mom and my 16-year-old niece from brain cancer. Mm. Uh, but when my mother died, uh, I, I explained this to uh, anyone who wanted to hear, and I'm telling the world, I was extremely uh, suicidal. Uh, wow. I was very depressed. Uh, every morning I was waking up wondering, how am I going to kill myself today? Uh, am I going to take pills? Am I going to split my wrist? Wow. How am I going to do this? And my mom would always tell me that uh, you don't have a right to take your own life. But it didn't matter. I was just extremely depressed, withdrawn. I wasn't talking to anyone because I felt like no one would understand what I was going through. And one of the elders um, where I worship at, the Apostolic Church of God, uh, she was an usher, and she saw me from a distance. And she said she looked at me, and I just I was just different. I wasn't the person I was before, and that's what grief is. The person that you were before the person transitioned and the person you are now, in the grief industry, we call it a different normal. You are not the same person. You don't react the same way. Things that used to be important to you are no longer important. Uh, Grief is heavy. It almost physically feels like someone standing on your chest like you can't breathe, like you can't catch your breath, you know, like you're, like you're mm. hyperventilating, and that's what grief is a very heaviness. A lot of the young people are in the city of Chicago, young people now are, are attending homegoing or funeral services of their peers. Yeah. Or maybe it's a younger person in their family that, that died uh, or was going through a sickness. Any uh, you attach any type of feeling or emotion to or any person is considered a loss or a trauma, something that you weren't anticipating. So my story is that because I was so depressed and so suicidal, I had a person that paid attention to me and was able to listen. This is talk mm-hmm. therapy, being able to express what are you feeling, why are you feeling this, uh, I explained to Naima that when you experience a loss of trauma, it's almost as if you have a hole in your heart. Mm. And in this hole in your heart, there are various emotions. There might be guilt. Uh, what if I did this? What if I had said that? And I always say, if if was a fifth of whiskey, we'd all be drunk. <laughs> 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 you know, so it, you know, so and you might feel uh, sleeplessness, insomnia. You might eat too much. Some people uh, drug, do drugs. They drink to deal with the pain. Uh, me, I withdrew. So with the young people today in the city of Chicago, I see the manifestation of their behavior because they don't have anyone to actually vent or talk out. Again, talk therapy. 
so it's very important for us to, uh, as teachers, say, reach one, teach one. Oh, we understand. Okay, what happened? I, I often, Naima, I will see a young person in Walgreens or Walmart, and I can just tell by their physical face or how they're talking, something happened. And all I, I, you can just walk up to them and just say, hi, what's going on? And then just start telling them your story. And you'll be surprised at how common it is for people who have experienced some type of trauma. And that's uh, that person, that older person, that grabbed hold of me uh, and, and sent me to school and paid for me to go to school to become a bereavement grief counselor. I cannot tell you how much that has changed my life to be able to help others. And so the young women that we have on our, um, our platform today, Tatiana, Latanya, Ariel. Latoya. Latoya. Latoya has stories. Tatiana has a story. They all have a story to share that will help others. So we open the floor for these wonderful women. Yes. Well, Tatiana, let's start with you. You, 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 the survivor. Tell us your story, what you went through, and, and how you managed to survive. Um, well, for me, it was started when I was really young. First, the first thing that really happened to me that I could say traumatized me was witnessing my dad have an accident and lose his leg, which completely changed everything at home, like the way everything worked. And then, um, but I, I did learn a very good lesson. He never gave up. He, he like, worked as hard as he did before his accident. So that was very, I guess, motivating, you could say. And then I also, asked, like, a couple years after that, my um, nephew had an accident in our home, and he passed away. And that he was somebody I was very, very close to. So that was very um, traumatizing as well. And then lastly, I feel like the one that, like, really, really traumatized me was seeing my dad pass away because he was somebody very important to me. But honestly, I feel like if I didn't have my mom and my younger sister, I feel like I wouldn't be here right now because they helped me a lot and not just, like, them, but my mom also, like, if she saw that I was struggling a little too much, she'd my mom goes to therapy, she try to find me a group for therapy for me to go to so I can get the help I needed. And she also just listened to me a lot, like not telling me how to feel or telling me that I shouldn't feel a certain way. Instead, just being like, being that you're that listen to me all the time. And same with my little sister, she never left me alone, always cheered me up. Um, and yeah, that's honestly the reason I'm still here. Mm, that's that's a wonderful thing because a lot of people don't have families that uh, actually are there for them. Uh, like like Kathy was saying, uh, Miss Kathy was definitely hitting the nail on the head when you talk about how we see young people acting out. A lot of them don't have family support. The number of young people that are homeless and don't have anybody because for whatever reason the elders are are non-functional. So Tatiana, before we go to the next person, what are some of the things that that your 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 family said to you while you were going through the grieving process of your father and the, and, and you know the uh, 
the trauma of, of watching the pain, um, you know, of, of a loved one and not being able to help them. What kind of things did they say to you to, to help you feel okay? I feel like my mom, she used to, like, tell me, like, everything happens for a reason. Like, there's always a bigger reason for everything. And it's, like, mostly she just listened to me because sometimes, like, I like I try to keep my emotions a lot in. But then when I do let them out, I kind of just babble on. So the major thing she did was listen. And same with my little sister. Like, they just would always listen. Like, be open-minded. They never judged what I said. They never, like, had any, like, like any, like any anything or ever used it against me later on. Like, they always, like, what I said to them stayed with them, and then they just try to help me the best they could. Oh, you know what, Naima, I want to comment on what Tatiana just said. Uh, yeah. Tatiana, uh, Tatiana said they listen. Very crucial. They listen to her. And remember what grief is. Grief is a personal reaction to a loss. Mm-hmm. It could be a loss of a job, a loss like her, with her dad, the loss of his limb. Her father, Tatiana's father, went through some serious grief. Yeah. And then, like Tatiana said, she, her nephew, he was only five years old, right, Tatiana? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I, was, I was sharing with Tatiana, my niece was 16 years old when she was diagnosed with malignant brain cancer. When you have a young person that experiences grief or the loss, they need to be able to express what they're feeling. And that's why uh, we're, you know, what I I do, we offer 24-hour counseling where the young people can call us at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning to say, I can't sleep, I had a dream. I, I don't know what I don't know how to deal with stuff. So there there are counts out there, but our people perish for lack of knowledge. When you know better, you do better. Absolutely. And so what we offer now, this this just this this platform today is going to open up a lot. I'm so glad that Ariel is there and Latanya is there to share their stories too. Thank yeah. you, Tatiana. Thank you so much. Thank yes, you. we appreciate that. Definitely, the listening is is a crucial thing, and and as you said, non judgment. Let you say what you need to say, and not say, oh, don't say that. Let you say it. Let you feel it. Let you be able to let it out. So now, Latoya, you are you know uh, uh, certainly uh, an innovative person, uh, founder of Women on the Move. Uh, work that you do. Give us a bit of your background and what you have experienced that led you to this point. Oh, uh, oh Latoya, I think we've got some sound issues. Hold on, Latoya. We're not able to hear you. Check your mute on your – there you go. I think that's, I think that's better. Okay. Good morning. There you are. Good morning, Latoya. Mm-hmm. Women on the move is – it's a uh, it's to help women um, keep moving, keep striving, uh, regardless of what life brings us. Pushing, we got to keep it moving. Um, I have been in nonprofit for the last fifteen, sixteen years. Um, I enjoy helping women um, that have had multiple struggles. 
So say like homelessness, being addicted, being incarcerated. I too once was incarcerated. I too once was um, addicted, addicted to alcohol. Um, I wasn't making good decisions and good choices in my life. So, um, however, that led me down the wrong road. I thank God um, that I was incarcerated because that helped me to become the woman that I am today. Um, I thank God for my church family. I thank God for my sons. I have two lovely sons. Um, and I thank God for places like Family Rescue or an organization called Redemptive Hope, um, my church home, uh, Apostolic Faith Church, Pastor Hannah, uh, Bishop Brazier, all those people that pastors that, um, that's helping, helping people in the world. So, um, I, I, I came from a very, uh, I would say dysfunctional home. Um, I was adopted at a young age. I was removed out of my mom's house because she, uh, she couldn't take care of me. I didn't know why she couldn't take care of me, but she took care of my other siblings. I didn't know if, if it was because I'm, um, darker than my other siblings. So I struggled with, um, low self-esteem. And what I did was to overcome that was, um, I had to search the Bible for scriptures. So in Psalms 139, it says that, Latoya, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. I designed you in my image and in my likeness. You are my designer masterpiece. So it's scriptures like that that help me love myself again. That help me um, just know that I'm the king's daughter. And so um, I uh, I was introduced to alcohol. Um, I started drinking at a very young age. And um, at the time, I had a boyfriend that that's what he did. He drank his breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I was like, oh, okay. In order for me to be down with him, I guess I got to drink too. So um, mind you, at that time, I was, I was about 20, 21, fresh out of high school. And I just, my life. I just saw my life just going downhill. And I'm like saying to myself, right, Latoya, you was raised in the church. Like, what are you doing? And um, so I was also drinking breakfast, lunch, and dinner, lost my job, um, and I was I was a very angry individual uh, because I didn't know why things happened to me in my life. Um, so I found myself always asking God, 
Like, God, why you let this happen to me? Why, 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 why? And um, now that I'm older, now I know why not you, Latoya? Why? I mean, so everything that I went through in my life is to help the next person. Yeah. Um, so I just thank God for my life experiences. I know it, um, but some people, they may not understand that, but I, I thank him. Um, because if I hadn't went through what I, uh, experienced, then I wouldn't be in the place that I am today. So mm, I just story. thank God for my life, and I thank God for new opportunities. And um, I uh, I also know what it's like to be in a um, unhealthy relationship because I just trans I just uh, transitioned from being in a very unhealthy relationship, so that means that I'm starting over. Um, and I thank God for all nonprofit organizations like, uh, uh, let's see, there's St. Leonard's Ministries that help men and women um, turn their life around, uh, men and women that's coming home from being incarcerated. And then there's a Grace House. Grace House is a, a, a shelter that also helps women uh, get reunited with their children, uh, just learn to love themselves, tap into um, their, uh, their creative side. Mm. So yeah. I just... I just thank God. Wow. That's how I am. Well, we certainly appreciate hearing that testimony for sure. It, it it definitely lets us know that whatever you're going through, you can get through. we got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're coming to you, Miss Bragg. So be ready. We'll be back in about two minutes. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1. We've got the caller on in the in, on the switchboard, uh, area code 331. It's going to come to you after we talk to our next guest, LaToya, I'm sorry, um, Ariel. Uh, Ariel Bragg. Yeah. And we will be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. So stay with us. Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and, of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a 
little story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. And if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody. Friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need to buy it. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. I'm Naima Lateef, along with our co-host, Shereen Hamid, and we have four fascinating guests today, giving us some insight and inspiration as we answer the question, how do you give emotional support to one who has had a traumatizing experience? So, uh, sounds like, Ariel, you're, you're on the move yourself this morning. Uh, Ariel is a businesswoman, and, you know, sometimes you got to take care of business, and we, we multitask. <laughs> That's how we get it done. But I think there, there might be some feedback. I'm trying to figure out how the best way to uh, hear you so that we don't hear um, an echo in the background. I'm not sure how to do that. So... Um, Ariel, is that your, Ariel, is that your phone? I'm not sure. Okay. I think you went out. Okay, that's, you're back. Yeah, that's better. That's better. That's better. <laughs> I think. Oh, I said, I, I, I'm not at home. My laptop said that I'm working a little later, so I, I, I got to. Oh. Come on, Ariel. Come on with it, girl. <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> Shout out to y'all for coming y'all struggles and y'all situations. This experience down here is rough. I'm also a crisis survivor. I'm a man that really messed up with these 
like by me recognizing that, I can connect to my divine self or connect to nature, and I can give my problems because I, I can just search them out so I don't have to hold it. And I started recognizing too, everybody needs somebody. But, you know, loneliness made me realize I'm very strong alone, and I can do it alone if I need to, not that I have to. Like, I just say shit. I'm like, um, but I just say, um, how I, how I how provided emotional support for others, though, during their traumatic situations, is that sometimes people just want to be listened to. Sometimes people want a solution. Sometimes I let them cry. Sometimes I let people just give, scream, cuss, and just sit there and let them just get it out. But I know one thing about me, I'm a solution-based person, so if you're going to come to me with a problem, you've got to be ready for a solution. Mm. And I tell people, like, if you're not ready to hear a solution and you just kind of want to vent or cry for that's fine. But come to me when you're ready for a solution as well because we can't sit, can't, can't sit in the mud forever. Like, we got to come out. we got to blossom. we got to bloom. We can't just sit around. We can't. And I'm like, I feel like it's the way the world is set up. That's what they want. It's like they want people down. They want people struggling. They want people depressed. They Get the people head. I, I just try to encourage people read. Go read books. Go get gain some intellect. Gain some intellect so you can stand out and just develop emotional intelligence and learn how to cut people off and stand on it. Somebody making you feel some type of way, cut them off and stand on it. Or if you're having a hard time cutting people off, Great. hey Naima, okay. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, cut them off. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ariel, Ariel is a survivor. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yes, that that's what it is. Survivor. Everybody can be. Everybody can be. I don't. I don't believe in. I don't believe in no. Like I, I got a friend right now going through a lot of stuff, and she just really angry. She's very very angry. You know, she's dealing with a, a guy she ain't got no business dealing with. And I'm the friend, I'm not the friend that's just going to sit there and, uh, no, I'm the friend that's going to tell you tweaking, you being silly, you being stupid right now, you need to grow up, you need to knock it off, you need to cut it out. Like, I'm one of them friends. Everybody don't like hearing that. Mm. Everybody don't want to hear it. Everybody some people, some people are already to hear it. They don't mm. like that. Like, no, that needs to be stupid. Well, be stupid away from me because I'm always come to a place of love. And if I care about you, I'm going to tell you trick, and I don't have to know you well to care because we're humans at the end of the day. So I don't have to I don't have to know you personally to care. It's just part of it. I just have humanity, but I'm that person. Like, you need to knock it off. You're being dumb right now. Like, mm. you're being stupid. And sometimes, again, sometimes I'm gentle. It just depends on the mode. Sometimes I got to throw sticks and stones so they can feel it. Sometimes I got to make somebody cry and feel extra triggered, and it's like they'll calm down and be like, you was right. It just mm. depends, but... I've, I've never, nobody that's ever come across me as a friend or even a stranger on the street, nobody can ever say I didn't help them out or impact them because I feel like if I can restore vitality in myself and I thought I was going to take myself out or somebody else was going to do it, then I can, restore, I can put vitality in somebody else because everything's in me. So if I got vitality in me, I can get the same energy to you. It's mm. how I look at my world and just choosing peace over war. Choosing eternal peace over war. Ah, I like can't nobody get to me no more. And I just, I, I just pray for more people and try to help more people to really, like, let go. Because I had a dream when I was a little girl. I was 11 years old. I 
years old, and I didn't get the dream till I got older. I was uh, looking out the window, and my grandmother stayed up the street, and there was two escalators. There was one escalator symbolically going up to heaven, and one was symbolically going down the hill. Everybody going to hell had baggage and suitcases. Everybody going up had nothing. So I'm like, you gotta lighten your hearts, lighten your loading. Ooh. You
So that's the answer, Naima. We're going to put that number on the screen for those who are watching. And we're going to take some calls also. So, young ladies, we we appreciate uh, you sharing so much. I'm sure we've got people who want to talk to you and and understand where you got the strength from to survive. And I think we've got uh, some comments here from our Facebook family. And Jody's the son, Calhoun. (laughs) <laughs> Our Tuesday morning host, she says, Grand Rising. Yes, thank you so much, Jody, for tuning in, and feel free to share your comments. And we're going to go to our phone lines, and Kareem, uh, before we take 331 271, then we're going to come back to our co-host and get your thoughts and anyone on your switchboard, but... Three three one two seven one. You're live on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comment. Three three one two seven one. Unmute yourself. Go right ahead. Three three one two seven one. Unmute yourself. Okay, well, we're gonna come back to you. And oh, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Right ahead. Three, three, one. Three, three, one, two, seven, four, seven, two, seven. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, hi. Um, my name is Rosalie. I'm coming, calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, I'm um Latoya's little sister, Latoya Wiseman's little uh-huh. sister. I just want to let you guys know that I was listening to. Um, everybody as far as with their uh, testimony and stuff, and that gave me encouragement. I just want to, you know, I was going through a little situation in my life that my love, my big sister has got me out of with prayer. So I was just listening, and, and that, very, that was very encouraging. I just wanted to say that. Ah, well, Rosalie, we appreciate you joining us. Now, I've, I've got a, a quick question for you because, you know, a lot of folks, uh, Sometimes their siblings, their family members are the ones they don't talk to because they're afraid of being criticized or made you feel like you could you could turn to her. Um, well she uh me and her talk on a daily basis every single day. I'm sorry I'm on the bus, but um I'm on my way to work. Um, me and my sister we talk every single day. Every single day we talk on the phone, she tells me, you know, how you doing, sister? Every morning she gives me a quote from the Bible. Uh, she say, good morning, sister, we love you. Or she say, how's your day? And it's just like, it's very inspiring that I have a sister like that because from where we came from to where we are now and where we experienced both, experienced a lot of traumatizing stuff, that she never gave up on me. She never gave up on me. Uh, if I asked her, sis, you know, um, I'm trying to do this diet thing or sis, I'm depressed or sis, I'm stressed out. I need your help. She'll send me quotes, different quotes from the Bible. She give me quotes from YouTube, how to be on a special diet. How to? She's just she's very encouraging. I, I mean, I never met nobody like her that always like be on point with things and always answer her phone when I need somebody just to talk to and ear to listen. She's always been there, so it's just like I, she's a strong person from from what I experienced, and I, I'm very encouraging as far as with you know just listening to everybody's. Everybody got it. Everybody goes through stuff. I never knew, known that 
people, you know, they might don't say nothing or they don't have a face to show that they're going through something, but everybody has their way of um, their life experience. And I just want to thank you, everybody, for what you guys said. It's very encouraging what y'all said, and it very helped me. It, it, it really helped me. Oh, well, thank you so much. We appreciate your your testimony for sure. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You know, it, it's not always easy to know what to say, and sometimes, uh, and, and, and thank you so much, Rosalie, for uh, sharing what was done that made it possible, uh, you know, that, that, that scriptural quote or, or that, you know, word of wisdom. You never know how that can change a person's day, and it's it's critical that we be sensitive and and not condemning of people when they're going through a difficulty. And yeah, Naima, you know what? That's uh, what I call talk therapy. Yeah, it's yeah. talk therapy. Uh, Tatiana, uh, Latoya, Ariel, they had someone they could talk to. Yes, that's why it's important to be able to let it out because if you hold it in. It has to manifest itself somehow. It's going to come out. Right. Somehow. right. A lot of young people is anger. They're just angry. Yeah. They have a short fuse. They feel disrespected. You know, yeah. uh, older people, it might be with, uh, withdrawal. Yeah. Or some people scream. Some, yeah. people don't, some people don't talk because grief is a personal reaction to a loss. It's your grief. And everyone, no two people grieve the same. Right. As a matter of fact, Naima, uh, uh, Tatiana, and uh, uh, Latanya, I mean Latoya and Ariel, the people that don't talk about their grief, they're grieving worse. Right, right. Well, you know, they end up with that baggage that Ariel talks about, you know, <laughs> straight to hell. Because your, your life becomes a hell when you are holding on to things and you can't let it out. And and you don't have anybody that you feel like you can talk to because either uh, people are responding to you like, oh, just you know, suck it up, oh, get over it, you know. And you can't get over it. You gotta, you have to, you have to process. You have to go through. You have to feel your emotions that you're going to feel and let yourself feel them so that you can let it go. But yes. when you repress it, it just stays there. It's baggage that you're still holding. Or it's like poison. It's like poison. It's like poison because you're you're and you holding it in, and then people say the wrong things. I'm sure Tatiana, uh, you've heard it, and uh, I, I know Ariel, you heard people say this. Even when Ariel's uh, grandfather passed away, oh, he lived a long life, or he went to a better place. And 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 Naima, I, I use this, uh, I use it a lot in therapy when I'm talking to people. When people say stupid things or they say the wrong things. Tatiana, it's like that that, um, that scene in the movie, The Terminator, where the Terminator grabs the person by the throat and kicks them up in the air <laughs> in the theater, like dangling. You, you want to just grab them by the throat you know, and, just, and just strangle them, you know, and say, you know, how dare you? Yes, I am grieving. I, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. feeling sad. You can't make the sadness yeah. not be there or like I shouldn't feel it. Or this one. When a woman maybe loses a child, maybe she has a miscarriage or a stillborn, and someone says, oh, you can have other children. 
and, and, and they mean well when they say it, but they don't understand. You are grieving the loss of that child, you know. Parents are not supposed to bury their children. Right. That is not normal for parents to bury their children. Right, they don't it's feel like that. Like Tatiana's nephew that passed away at five years old, that, that mom was going through even worse than Tatiana and the other family members because he transitioned in the home. Yeah. And that makes it even worse. So yeah. you got to be able to talk it through. Right. you got to talk out your feelings. you got to let it out because grief is personal. Yeah. It's your grief. That's why I got that. Put that phone number on the screen, please. Yeah. Because I want people to be able to call at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning to say, you know what, I'm going through right now. I can't take it anymore, you know. Absolutely. Because, yeah, I want them to get help. And it's not it's not about any um, uh, anything other than just helping each other, just like Rosalie's talked about, just talking it through, getting the feelings out so that you can be able to live like Ariel, super survivor. <laughs> <laughs> so now give us that phone number again. Yeah, 773-256-4144, 773-256-4144. And that's that's twenty four hours seven seven three two five six four one four four. You can just I mean we have counselors just standing by just to talk you to help you process what you're feeling because everyone doesn't understand grief. And remember, Naima, uh, I don't know if anyone's out there has experienced the loss of uh, or someone they know where their parent died. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, when my mom died, my, my I told you the story, Naima. My supervisor at the time, I made a mistake because when you're when you're going through grief, you're just you're zoned out. You don't under you don't know. Sometimes you forget what you're doing and and you make mistakes and you just you're numb. You're just walking around, you know, like in disbelief because grief the, the initial stages. Remember, Naeem, I told you there is no expiration date date for grief. Right. The initial stages, Naima, are five years. The initial. Wow. But there is no, yes. And so that's why it's, but anyway, let me get back to the story, you guys. I want you to get this. My supervisor, I made a mistake at work. My supervisor said, Kathy, I can't believe you made that mistake. You know better than that. Why did you make that mistake? My mom had died. Mm-hmm. The supervisor had a mother that was alive. And before I knew it, Naima, uh, Tatiana, I told my supervisor, I could care less about the mistake I made. My mother is dead. Mm. I got her punched out for work. Well, Naima, remember I told you? Mm. A month later, his mom died. Oh, he got it then, didn't he? The supervisor came to me and said, Kathy, how are you dealing with it? Mm. We had a long talk session, Tatiana. And you know that supervisor took a leave of absence. I even remember I told you he never came back to work. Wow. Because men process grief differently than women. Yeah. A lot of men are very macho. I'm a man. I don't cry. And so that's why it's important uh, that number, that, that phone line is very important for even men to be able to process. Right. When you hear, when I hear about stories on TV about someone committing suicide or hurting themselves, the first thing I say to myself, who was it that they were they loved that died? 
Mm, wow, that's 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 critical. Well, we got to take another break. When we come back, I want to hear from our co-host Kareem Hamid, and of course, uh, anyone else on your switchboard. But Kareem, I want to ask you this question: When we come back, how are men taught to deal with their pain and grief and sense of loss? Are they allowed to talk about it, or are they told to just suck it up, be quiet, be a man? And how does that make you feel when you can't talk? Well, we'll talk about that when we come back. If you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak, and we will open your mic and get your thoughts. As we talk today with our wonderful guests and look at the ways that we can be emotionally supportive of those who are going through a trauma. We'll be right back after this quick break. So we invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in just one moment. So stay with us. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Self-Care with Jody Poussin. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Watch us every day on the Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash the Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the media connection. In to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions 
and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid. And I think I accidentally took, put the wrong logo up at the beginning of the show. <laughs> also produced the show on Sundays, Three Black Moms. <laughs> you saw the commercial for that. So, you know, it's happening early in the morning. Your, bar, your brain doesn't always do everything right. But, yeah, but y'all know who we are. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us. And... We're back with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we're going to pull uh, Ariel up on the screen. I think she's ready to join us. That's all right. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> and uh, Kareem, I'd like to... I'd like to... Uh, give you a minute. I'd like to take a look at how we're telling our sons, our boy children, how to deal with issues. Because like Kathy was pointing out, you know, there are a lot of young people and an extraordinary amount, an abnormal amount of young people who are going to the funerals of their peers, a lot of young people that are dying violently, a lot of things that are happening to young people that should not be happening to young people. And I know, and I think I may have told the story before, um, the, well, I won't tell it again because I've told it a couple times, but basically the bottom line is that a lot of these, a lot of these killings that we see, the retaliatory killings that happen after that, it's really grief that's being expressed. You know, someone gets killed and then their friends go out and and go after the person who did the killing or they suspect of doing the killings in the process of trying to shoot at somebody, they end up killing, you know, someone else. And a lot of these things are, are really stem from unprocessed grief. And if you don't let your children express the pain that they're feeling and cry, then it comes out sometimes in violence. So, Kareem, what have you observed in terms of what, message we're giving to our young people, particularly our young men, when it comes to how to deal with grief when you're going through a, a trauma? Yes, we have to, yes, first off, that oh, me, uh, uh, welcome your, your honored guest, and we are grateful for the information that, uh, that they are, are sharing with us, very valuable very critical, very crucial for our human existence. I've noticed that with everyone that spoke, the uh, the first ad, ad, advice was to listen, to listen. I'm quite sure we have heard people say, oh, no one is hearing me. No mm. one hears me. You know, there's a difference between hearing and listening, uh, you, I'm quite sure we have seen someone or experienced this here 
whereby you are expressing something that is important to you. And the person that you're speaking to, they are looking off somewhere. They're fidgeting with something, you know. They don't have your your full attention, your full attention. When meeting with someone that, that, that are expressing a traumatic occurrence in their life, that is very important. That is their reality. How one feels is real. It is real. Uh, I can't say, well, you don't feel like that. Uh, I, I, I don't have the capacity to know that. But to show concern, it's, it's, it's very important, the level of show how much you care. You care. When someone is speaking with you, especially on issues like this, and you, they uh, have faith in your confidentiality, that you are trustworthy, uh, a person, then they will readily open up. and. Uh, for those of us that uh, are involved with trauma, uh, yes. we should give that person your undivided attention. That shows that you care, that you care. And uh, to, to to talk your way through trauma, yes. uh, sometimes we'll just express this, the surface, the surface of trauma. But but uh, as many of the, as you have just said, there is always an underlying cause for trauma. There's mm-hmm. an underlying cause. There's something that occurred. It may have occurred early in their life as children, and uh, we know we come from a, a era whereby by by we was taught that our children were to be seen and not heard. That's very that, that's very yeah. damaging. Yeah. That they should just suck it up and bury that. When it's buried, it's still there. It's inside. And when it presents itself, it may present itself in a very negative way like we are experiencing with our youth today. You know, uh uh and but I, here is my advice to those of us, <laughs> now look, I included myself, <laughs> that have experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the healing properties of trauma is, believe it or not, it is extending charity to someone else. Mm. Service work. Mm. Helping someone else. That. Uh, I, I, when you do that, that elevates your self-esteem. That elevates your your own personal worth for yourself. It takes you outside of yourself in a negative way, but takes you inside in a positive way. We must deal with the underlying, the underlying issues of trauma. Uh, the service work or. Or meeting neighborly needs. Our scriptures mention neighborly needs. Yeah. The needs of your neighbor. Yeah. So, yeah. I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think your sound went out for just a quick second. Okay. All right. There's so much more to say on this issue, but uh, being sensitive, you know, as males, as males, we are acculturated to not be sensitive. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that is what makes us human, human, mm-hmm. that we have emotions and we have sensitivities. So uh, it's very traumatic when someone has to bury something that is very troubling to them. And it presents itself later on, but sometime in a most negative expression. So first, show show that you care. Be willing to listen. To listen, not always giving advice, but but only if asked. Only if asked. Some people, all they want is just, will someone just listen to me? Uh, so be that confidant and show a show a a, 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 a real interest in what they're sharing with you. Uh, so if there is a remedy that I would offer, meeting neighborly needs, doing a charitable act, helping someone else, it lifts our our personal esteem, our personal worth, how we feel about ourselves. We have vowed to praise the Almighty God. So, uh, the, the, and the, I was talking with my uh, daughter yesterday. And we were speaking of mental health. And I expressed to her, for real, for real, in mm-hmm. this country, in this country here, it's like a large insane of you know. <laughs> and none of us have escaped the negative ramifications of going through this life. But uh, to be caring and understanding and be willing to uh, for someone to share their confidence with you and uh, they feel very confident in speaking with, with you, I think that that goes a long way to listen. That was the first advice I heard everyone say. Yeah, first thing is Right. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Cause... Brother Kareem. Yes. Uh, brother Kareem, you mentioned something about. We might need uh, to. Oh, like, who can, is that mean? Uh, That's a buzz. I can't hear. It's very distorted. The reception okay. is very distorted. Okay. Oh, now it's better. Uh, brother Kareem, uh, uh, yes. when I um, heard, when you were talking about listening and hearing, I thought about as a bereavement grief counselor. Uh, we refer to it as uh, the peeling of an onion. Mm. You know how the mm-hmm. onion has a, a hard shell and you have to peel away the layers yeah. to get to the yeah. core, Brother Kareem? Yes. And as you listen yeah. to someone sharing or just talking and you're listening and not saying anything, it's like peeling away the layers of that onion. Yeah. Yeah. Getting so to the true. core. Right, right, right. Because eventually you, the more they talk and the more they trust you, the more you listen and allow them to talk in, and let them speak without being condemned or interrupted and say, I don't want to hear it, you know, but 
let them get it out. Yeah, and then especially young people, brother Kareem, uh, young people, and even with men, Mm -hmm. uh, men that I have counseled whose wives have uh, transitioned, I just let them talk so that they will feel comfortable. Because young people are not going to open up if they don't feel that they can trust you. Right. Right, uh, super survivor, uh, Ariel. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. If, if, if they feel like they can trust you, you can't. You cannot fool a young person. They're not falling for the okey doke, right? Right, right, right. 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 Yeah. And you, you know, something else you mentioned about listening and men and women, um, because men often aren't encouraged to just speak and not be criticized for their feelings. Uh, and sometimes women will, we don't mean to uh, say the wrong thing, but, you know, in our in our haste to uh, give our opinion or, or correct thing that makes men feel bad. And so they shut down rather than share with us how they're feeling. So we've started something here, which, uh, Brother Kareem has just been brilliant in hosting. Every fourth Wednesday, we have a men-only discussion where the men can talk among themselves very sensitive issues, everything from how they feel about fatherhood and raising children to handling grief to challenges, to economic challenges, to the social challenges of, of racial injustice. They can talk about how they feel about it. And we, the women, we will, we'll, we're here listening, but we don't interrupt the conversation, and we give them the feeling of talking among themselves without being judged by women who can sometimes say things that make it worse because we're being critical and we're not understanding that they need to be able to talk about being sad, uh, grieving, being angry, and, and, and to not feel like women are judging them or looking down on them because they're expressing their true feelings. So we allow them that time to talk among themselves. And we've learned some things that our job is to listen, just listen, so we can learn, so we can become more sensitive, so we can understand how men are experiencing the society differently than we are. Well, men, are, well men, men have testosterone. Yeah, they got that. And they get they got that anger that will well up and, and yeah. They, and they process uh process emotions totally different from women. Yeah. Women we're more nurturing, more softer, but men are, you know, kinda of stoic, they're strong. So, you know, again I say our pe- our people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. When you know better you do better. You know right. you yeah? you know what we you 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 know sometimes what we call strong is not strong. Mm. It's a weakness. Yeah. Uh, uh, you yeah. have heard it all. Just man up. Or either, and and, and uh, in the presence of women, Michael or not, we are very sensitive to influence them, to influence mm. them. So we. We uh, believe that they believe that we should not show any softness, any emotion, mm-hmm. any caring. Uh, that that is a big mistake uh, that we treat each other like that. 
that men are not allowed to feel, to feel. Come on now. And, and I'm grateful, having spoken with men, that we, uh, we lower our guards, get rid of the ego, get rid of that alpha male concept, do not embellish, just tell the truth about whatever our concerns are. We're talking with each other. There's no one else here. And it's all right to feel. It's all right. It's, it's all right. Look, Almighty God says to us in the Quran that he, it is he who gave man laughter and tears. Mm. Those are two extreme emotions. Now, if God gives you a gift, know that that there is benefit in that. There's benefit in the gift that he has given us. But if you're not allowed to feel, mm-hmm. that's a terrible, inhuman situation to be in. You know, well, that's, that's, that's Kareem, not... you know, children, you know, when children are born, and I always use an analogy that they're like blank pages of a book. Yeah. What you write, what you write on the pages, Brother Kareem, uh, is what the child becomes. And with men and with women, if men are raised in an environment, like I, I was uh, sharing with Tatiana, my biological father was extremely abusive. Remember, I told you, Tatiana, mm. he he made he made six figures, he made a lot of money, and on the outside, he was the most angelic person in the whole wide world. But behind closed doors, he was a monster. And he probably had a lot of repressed rage. Yes, and because, but, but his dad, I found out later that his father was an alcoholic. It gets passed down generation to generation. Generation to generation. So, well, so, let me ask, because uh, we've got women who are kind of of a younger generation. Yes. And I'm hoping that things have changed. Maybe we've evolved out of that, but maybe we haven't. So let me start with you, Tatiana. The men in your generation, do they still try to hold on to that macho thing? I'm not supposed to cry. I want to make sure women know I'm strong and I don't show any emotion. Or are they encouraged to be more sensitive? What have you observed? I feel like it depends. Like sometimes I feel like when you're one-on-one with the guy, they're completely different than when they're with, like, all their friends. Because when they're with all their friends, they're a completely different person. They can't laugh at certain things, they can't say certain things, and it's like, how are you going to let your friends, like, dictate how you act, how you feel, like, at the end of the day, they're not the ones going home and dealing with you, like, you know what I mean, like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they're so scared of what other men think, rather than just caring about what they think, and, like, the people around them who actually care for them and want them to see, see them doing good, care, like, what they, what they, yeah, what they care about. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I it it just depends, kinda. Like if you're one on one with somebody, they're more likely to be like open about their emotions and stuff like that. But if you like get them with their group of friends, it's hard. It's way harder to get them yeah, to say what they actually different. mean. They're a completely different person. Mm, I've seen that. So Ariel, you you look like you you've uh, uh, observed that as well. What what? What do you see in men today? Are they being encouraged to be more sensitive? Are they still feeling like they got to put up that macho front in front of their friends? Personally, I feel like because I've changed so many of my ways, I retract 
certain type of men. Mm-hmm. I don't entertain certain type of men. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really, I'm really, I like I really watch who I deal with. But I will say, for the most part, well, I'm 32, mm-hmm. so I usually say probably my age range. I go up to 40. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, even with the differences, I'm like, the ones I've met so far, I've met a couple of immature ones. You know, you know, want to still be play on the side and act like they not. And I can't respect no lies like that. So, you know, it's really mm. easy to cut them off. Or you got, I, I met some, you know, they, like, I feel like, uh, I feel like older men are more affectionate and emotional. Mm. They're probably more I, confident I, 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 in themselves. I feel like they, I feel like they're more emotional and affectionate than younger men. Mm. Like, yeah. and, and even the intimacy is different. So mm. I'm just like, it's, it's different. It's like a second puberty. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I think as men get older, they become more confident in who they are, and so you don't see a lot of the game playing. Now that that player thing, and I want to look at that for just a second, because I think that tends to be a mask for men who don't want to express real emotional intimacy with a woman. So they've they've but got that, relationships that are very. A lot of them be worried about what other men think. Yeah, yeah, they want to impress other men. Talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, I mean, okay, the guy I'm talking to right now, for example. For example, he went, he was his friend. <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> totally different. Huh? Look at these men right here. But I'm like. They all got their own businesses. They all getting it together, got it together. They got connections, so it's like, and they were protective. So mm. it's like it was a different vibe for me personally. You know what I'm even talking about now? For me right now, like I hope it turned yeah. out good instead of third. Yeah. So and even put like and I say too, I, I, I'm gonna say I've always been like a smart woman, but you know I still have a lot of immature ways, and I feel like. The more mature I became and the more intellectual I became, the more I chose to feed myself more knowledge, I started just attracting different conversations and it just it just be different stuff going on. So it's like and, and I don't I don't really hang with most women hang. I hang out differently. You mm-hmm. know. I'm still like getting my finances and stuff together, but I'm like I move different, you know, I don't really I don't entertain certain type of men, but I'm like I, I don't think all men are bad. Or I don't I don't believe in that. I'm like it's some decent men out here, but yeah. I feel like a lot of women they they lack a lot of emotional regulation, and they don't want to listen. Mm. They don't. It's like they. And, and to me, if a man got, if he know where he going and like if he going down the right path, and he got direction, he can lead you. So it's like if you and, and, and it's like a lot of them look at it as being controlling from a man who got it together versus being guided. Ah, the difference. I'm like, you know, masculine energy is the sun energy, is light energy. You want to follow the goddamn light. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to do. That's what you need to be doing. Like, if he is going down the right path, I'm like, women will find themselves in these situations with men where they, um, and even just personally speaking, will find themselves in certain situations with men because they're more infatuated you know, they're knowing mm. his character as a man. Because I'm like, a lot of women don't look for character. They don't know. They don't know how. They look for sex and money, a lot of them. Because they, they don't do. know. And and that's that's kind of a, a, a trait when women don't have that father figure that defines for them what to look for in a man. And so they feel like they, everybody matters their own. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, you know, 
me and my daddy, you know, I love him. He, I don't feel like he was emotionally bad enough for me, so I had to really figure it out for myself. I didn't get praises a lot from him, like mm. I felt like I should have. Yeah. So it's like he was around financially, but like for me mentally and everything mm-hmm. else, no. And, you know, so I had to figure me out, and I had to deal with watching him put his family on the pedestal. And, you know, because I'm like, I got some aunties who they doing things. Mm-hmm. I just found out one of my aunties, you know, I can't probably can't even say. But I'm going to just say she's she doing some big things out here, and it's like, ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong, you know, with putting your people on pedestal, but I'm like, Anytime I had an idea wanted to do something, it was always something negative behind mm. it. Or you can't really do that, or you can't really get no money doing that. Like, shot a lot of my goals and stuff down. So, mm. you know, I had to really learn how to figure me out a lot growing up. So it's like where I'm at now, and I'm learning. And, and I, I, cause I'm like, I could have took that experience and allowed that to make me attract the same type of man and my father, you know, and be just constantly going through disappointment. Mm. And that's not what I want for myself. I'm like, I don't have to live out that story, and I'm not. But I'm like, I, I in my personal experiences since I've been older, I'm like, I think there's a lot of decent men out there. Yeah, yeah. And and a I lot of them, a lot of them uh, are changing their approach to because they're maturing and they're realizing that being sensitive is being strong. And, and they got, and a lot of them just, I need some guys with some interesting hobbies. Yeah. Like yeah. I know a lot of guys with interesting hobbies, even my own like friends who I just meet out. I'm like, I know a lot of guys with interesting boxing or, you know, martial arts tournaments or yeah. just Stuff, you know, masculine yeah. stuff. I say yeah. like masculine stuff. Yeah, but, like, but not, not toxic masculine. Yeah. Not, you know, doing stuff like that. So yeah. I'm just like, it's, it's a lot of decent men out here. I think a lot of women just... They have to know how to look. Yeah. I think people are seeking a perfection that don't exist when you just have to work at each other mm-hmm. and realize you're compatible and stop listening to outside sources. Right. So you got to you got to work for you and y'all. That's everybody, true. everything don't work for everybody. That's but true. You know, another thing, uh, Ariel, is that women like Tatiana, uh, Latoya, and you, Ariel, you have to work on you. Yeah. That's true. That, that's everything. Before you can give yourself to any male species. Right, right. You have, to, you, have, you have to know who you are. Well, you know what? I want, I want to uh, explore that when we come back. And uh, we got to take, uh, take our last break. And, and then, Latoya, I want to go back to something that you said uh, regarding self-esteem. Because when your self-esteem low, there's another kind of person that you attract. You attract what you feel about yourself on the inside. So we're going to talk about how that experience can manifest into following the wrong kind of person and doing damaging things to yourself because you don't feel good about yourself. Maybe because your parents or the people in your environment gave you negative feedback or didn't listen to you and make you feel worthy of good treatment. So we'll take a look at that. Can we also have Tatiana comment on our relationships too for young people too? Because absolutely, absolutely, because they struggle with that. <laughs> and we and we got three callers on the line. I think we had four. Uh, yeah, it would press one if you're on our switchboard now. We got uh, three we'll take after the break. Also, uh, 773-530 and 336-350 coming to you next after the break. 
and we'll be right back. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back after these brief messages. So stay with us. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach, and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Purpose Healing, where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibration. Shalom. Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. 
I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family on our uh, sister broadcasting station, AM 360. And we are so excited to be with our wonderful guest today. We have with us uh, Latoya Wiseman, Ariel Bragg. Tatiana Vasquez and Kathy and Ellington. Woohoo! <laughs> we thank you all so much for what you are sharing. We've got some callers that have been holding on. I know they have some questions and comments. We got ooh, we got five folks on the switchboard, so we're gonna get through all of y'all. So everybody just make sure you uh keep in mind you got folks following you. Uh so um give us your questions or comments and let's go. I'm gonna take you in this order, three three six, three five oh, three three uh, think three three one. I think you've already spoken. Uh, seven seven three five three zero three one two eight three three and seven seven three nine seven seven. I would also come back to you three three one two seven one. In case you got other comments as well. So three three six three five zero. The floor is yours. Uh, unmute your mic. Give us your name. Uh, for those who don't know who you are, and give us your question or comment for our guest. Uh, Doctor Latif, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. It's our dear Mama AZ. Greetings, family. I just wanted morning, to get Mama that Avery. number. Yes, and, and uh, thank yes. you uh, for your wisdoms, Brother Kareem. That number, uh, I didn't have a pen, but I do now, and I'll I'll mute. Uh, what is that number again that the uh, young lady said call any time? Uh, what's the number? Oh. Okay, wait, ba- uh, wait, wait, slow up, babies. Uh, slow up. Good. It's, you said yeah, seven, you said seven, seven, three. Yes, ma'am. Two, okay, go ahead. five, six. Okay, two, five, six. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. Four, one, four, four. Okay, let me read it back. Seven seven three two five six uh four one four four. Yes, ma'am. That's it. All right, thank you, baby. I appreciate it. I'll, thank you. I'll mute. Yes, All right. Well, thank you so much, Mama Az. For those who didn't have a pen and paper at the time, that number again is seven seven three two five six four one four four. You can call. 24 hours for counseling. So make sure you use that number if you know you need to talk to somebody who will listen. So 773-530, your mic is open. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comment. Hi, yes, this is AMG Peace God, King Shalom Israel, um, here in uh, Chicago, New Mecca, province of Illinois. Um, Can you hear me? The name again, I'm going to pull up on the screen. Yes, that's AMG Peace God. Peace God. P A C E K O G O D. All right, I got you. All right. AMG yes, and um, it was various. You know, you guys were flowing, flowing. You know what I mean? So uh, I love the flow. Um, in addition to it, I was pressing. You know, one, one back to back. You know what I mean? I'm a new listener. Yeah, you know I mean, so shouts out to the new listeners. Yeah, you know I mean, um, oh yes, thank you for you know, shouts out to um, the Hale Washington Foundation. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, Minister Plump. I mean, for enlightening me to this to this um, beautiful this gym that I'm looking to pass around for people to uh, 
you know, have a place to chime in and uh, also receive the good knowledge, wisdom, understanding that you guys are bringing on the, on the airwaves. Um, I yes. hope to be a part of that uh, enlightenment. I mean, look forward to possibly coming in physically and whatnot, getting more involved. Uh, in addition to it, I had plenty of feedback, um, you know, to the women, um, Brother Kareem, a um, few comments that the women were speaking on about the men, um, you know, um, being different when they're with their friends and versus being different from when they're one-on-one with their women or whatnot. And um, I know that that's coming from uh, a symptom of not um, being able and also being afraid uh, for men to be themselves. One thing I've noticed in this this generation is that um, we're shunned and not, not, um, not really allowed and, uh, it produces uh, a fear when we're when we're out. You know what I mean with amongst friends. I don't have this. You know what I mean this uh, issue, but I do notice amongst my brothers, um, we're afraid to be ourselves. Um, you know, due to um, the conditioning, the programming of um, you know us just coming out and um, being given a, a category, being given a slot to fit in. You know what I mean, and not being able to uh, have these outlets of expression. Um, you know, like Brother Kareem said, and I remember I had a, um, a guidance counselor. She was a woman, and her name was uh, Miss Jordan. And I'll never forget um, her expressing to me um, how strong I was and, um, you know what I mean, her also expressing how weak, you know what I mean, that I was. And, you know what I mean, for me, mm-hmm. that was like a, a, a grand shocker. You know what I mean? One of the things is, um, like you said, having uh, um, the circle or having the support to be able to to trust, meaning meaning comfort, confidentiality. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, being able to trust um, who who are speaking to and things of that nature. So um, society is not, um, you know, we don't have a lot of these outlets that, that like you providing right now. You know what I mean, for um, us to um, you know what I mean give our voice, give our feedback, um, as well as get get expression. So. Um, you know, one of the things that um, Brother Kareem was expressing, or I believe one of the brothers was, you know, speaking on um, that being a weakness. But um, me, myself, you know I mean, I find, um, you know, being alone and not having um, anyone to talk to and, uh, you know, anyone to, you know, uh, hear and give uh, positive feedback, um, that produces that produces a... Uh, uh, um, a reaction, like you said, um, a, a violent reaction. You know what I mean? I'll never forget once again uh, when I was enlightened to my strength being a weakness. I'll never forget, um, you know, me not having anyone. See, the thing about it is when you when you give in to those feelings and you express those feelings, you know what I mean? When you have no one, there's no one to pick you up, you know what I mean, from feeling those feelings. And I'll never forget. I was cool with my mother's passing. My mother passed away, I believe, like six months ago or whatnot. And I was, mm. I was kind of, you know, I was taking it, you know, like you said, I with a numbness. And and it wasn't just a numbness. I was just, you know, she was like, you created this this character, peace God. And I was enlightening her. Well, you know, peace God is, you know, the person I've um, I became um, due to, um, you know, me not acknowledging my own. Uh, um, feelings per se, you know what I mean? And right. uh, I never forget um, describing to her 
um, you know, to tap into those feelings, it brings me, you know, so low and it brings me so, you know, vulnerable to the point where, um, you know, I tried what the what the counselor said. She said, you know, give in to those feelings. And I was like, man, you know, I know how that feels, and there's no one to pick me up from that feeling. I don't know if you can uh, attest to it. You know what I mean, when you get in this in this state of like depression, when you get in this state of like emotionalism, it's like, you know, what I mean, nothing happens. You know, what I mean, nothing happens. You, you know what I mean, your days is is slower. Um, your days is, you know what I mean, where, you know, you're not really producing, you know what I mean, anything. You don't want to do anything or whatnot. So I never like to get, let myself get to get to that point um, or whatnot um, because I have no one to pick me up from that from that lowness. And I was explaining that to her that uh, my strength has become has become uh, my cure, my remedy or whatnot. You know, like you say, I go and help other people or whatnot uh, without – um, another thing uh, that Brother Kareem was pointing out, uh, without knowing how to uh, express those feelings. You know what I mean? It's one thing to, to feel, but it's one thing to know how to process um, what you feel. You know what I mean? I believe um, that's another, uh, you know, part of the remedy uh, and solution um, that we have uh, outlets that can teach us as men, as women, you know what I mean, how to process these feelings. Because as I started to process the feeling, it uh it produces it, it produced a violent reaction, you know what I mean, to the point where uh, you know, I actually ended up uh, you know, attempting, you know what I mean, to go out and harm a, another, you know what I mean, due to uh, uh you know, the passing of my mother. So, uh, you know what I mean, I thank God that um, you know, he allowed me to be intercepted and instead of um catching the body, I caught a charge. You know what I mean? And um uh it was the it was the most um blessed blessed feeling, you know what I mean, for that weight to come off me and, and um it was due to the passing of my mother. You know what I mean? But when that when that um firearm, you know what I mean, just being frank, you know what I mean, this is what we're dealing with, you know what I mean? So I represent the youth and, and whatnot, bridging that gap. So I'm letting you know like, you know, this is exactly what's going on out here. Like you said, not knowing how to process the feelings and not knowing how to um uh to cope with it. You know what I mean? And and to um process it. You know what I mean? Um and, and also having that, that um confidentiality support system or whatnot. You know what I mean, that you can um, yeah. speak on these things and you know what I mean, this is all a part of the solution. You know what I mean? Because um I didn't know um the other side of um grieving. I didn't know, you know what I mean, uh, walking out to the grave site and um uh, taking your shoes off and grounding yourself. You know what I mean, grounding yourself mm-hmm. around your ancestors and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about you know, planting a plant, you know what I mean, in, 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 in symbology or in remembrance of your loved one, yeah. you know what I mean, and talking to that plant and whatnot. So these are some of the yeah. solutions and some of the, uh, you know, uh, things that I've stumbled across in my experience. I didn't know the other side, you know what I mean, where there's light and, and grieving, you know what I mean? So that that is something that um, needs, to be ex- needs to be expressed, needs to be uh, uh, known, uh, that we also we have we have solutions and things of that nature for men uh, or whatnot. But I know um, <laughs> once again nowadays, um, I mean to, just to be short, nowadays um, we're afraid to be ourselves and we're taught to, uh, uh, you know, I mean hone our emotions and feelings. So you know, I mean I hope that right. um, you know we get into. We, um, we thank you, know, you for men. sharing yours today. Uh, we, we definitely thank you for yes. sharing that thought. Because so many young men are 
not encouraged to feel. And you have to go through the emotions. Ignoring them won't make them go away. Like you mentioned, they just manifest somewhere else, sometimes in violence. Yes, there's a depression. And I think, what was it, five years, Kathy, you said? It the takes initial to... grieving process is five years, but there is no expiration date. On right. Grief. Yeah, I mean, if, if 10 years pass and you're still sad, you know, don't feel like a failure. Oh, something wrong with me. You know, you have to feel what you're feeling. And, and like you mentioned, some things that, that people can do, and, and, and Brother Kareem mentioned if you help someone else, that helps you get over the grief. You're actually being in service to someone else. It does help alleviate the grief. And like you mentioned some things, even, you know, visiting the gravesite, walking on the earth, uh, grounding yourself, as you say. You know, I mean, it's, there are things that help release the, 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 the stress and actually change you biochemically so that you can get rid of the depression because depression is a biochemical reaction in your body. Well, you know, we talk about in the grief industry that everyone processes grief differently. Differently, yes. And thank you so much, brother. Appreciate it. Everyone everyone processes your, and there are triggers. Like I was telling Tatiana, you might see someone that reminds you of the person that transitioned or died, and Mm -hmm. it brings it right back to the day that they died. Yeah. Or you might smell a certain food. You might hear a certain song. Uh, the closer you get to that person's birthday yeah. or, uh, or holidays, everything's different. And in yeah. the grief industry, I, as a counselor, I tell people you are a different normal. Right. The person you were before and the work, the person you are now, Tatiana, Area, Latoya, you are a different normal. You're not right. the same. Right. It's That's... never going to be the same, but right. you need to know how to go through it. But we got other calls. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go to, we, we'll see if we can get to the, the, the next four. Um, 312-833, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comment. Yes. 312-833, uh, well, Shalom. Yes, this is Brother Minister Plump. We are in the Thank you, Minister Plump, for that, for that reference. To a new uh, caller, thank you so much. We appreciate oh, you. Oh, you know you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I'm glad that uh, Sister Cassie gave out the number again. You know, we in it to win seven seven three two five six forty one forty four, and that's uh, yes, uh, in the door. And uh, also, I wanted uh, to make sure, Brother Kareem, uh, we love you. You know, you got the best uh, co-host in the world, uh, Sister Naima. Oh, and thank God for the female solution. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And uh, I just want to share the thought of, uh, you know, development. Uh, for as a, a leadership meeting tomorrow, we'll be at Lake Grove Village, which is 3515 South Cottage Grove, uh, from 2 to 4, and that's also for atonement and for prosperity. And uh, for more information, uh, brothers and sisters can get in touch with me, uh, Minister Plump, at 312-330-475. This is my new number, uh, Sister Naima. Okay. Uh, I'm tra- working on I'll, getting I'll my own number phone. back. Thank you so okay. much. Here. I'll, we love I'll, you. I'll, I'll lock it in, work. so yeah. I got you. And thank God for uh, the female solution. It's everything with you and nothing without you. We love you. Yes, sir. We love you too, brother. Thank it's you so life. much. 
Assalamu alaikum. Yes. Thank you so much for your information. And, and we're glad to know that uh, leadership is meeting uh, to address a lot of things. And, and, I, and I hope, as, as many have worried about the violence that's happening, if we can just listen to those who are expressing their feelings in violence, we will probably find a lot of underlying grief. And yes. there are people who need counseling. Well, let's, let's finish our calls. I want to make sure I get everybody a chance to speak. Uh, 773-977, give us your name where you're calling from and your comments today. Well, good morning and glory be to God. This is Lois in Chicago, Illinois. And I just yes. want to just thank God for everyone today. Oh, it's such a blessing just to be alive. We have five guest uh, ladies here today, or four. How many do we have today? Yeah, four four young ladies, and then myself and Brother Kareem. So it's six of us that didn't tell people. We know about you. Okay, the four young ladies, number one, two, three, four. Uh, May I ask all of them a question, please? Uh, Yes, we're going to hope they all get through it. If If you can... And her question in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. 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 So go ahead. Uh, Number one. Question number one. uh, A person number one. um, Are you married? Well, everybody can answer that one. Yes, no, married. No, Uh, I'm just asking asking number one. Just just number one. No. Okay. Do you have any children? Well, everybody said no, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. Do you have any children? Number one? No. Number two, do you have any children? Number three? Any children? Latoya. Uh, yeah, Latoya, you. Uh, Latoya, you. Uh oh, wait a minute. Oh, make sure I got this. Latoya has a child. Yeah. Okay, and we have number four. Number four. Okay, number four. Okay, I just wonder was there any change in your life that you that you went through that you experienced, especially the ones who had children that you feel you could have done differently? Or you would have done the same. Oh, okay. Uh, Latoya, anything different than you would have done? I I know for me, uh, I I should have paid attention to the signs. Mm. I ignored the signs. All the signs were there, and I totally ignored them. Mm. Ariel, Ariel? No, for wouldn't change nothing. All right. Yeah, we're, we're for sure. 
We got we got we got one more caller, uh seven seven three four five oh. We got a got about thirty seconds to, to squeeze you and go right ahead with your comment. Your question. Go right ahead. Seven seven three four five oh. Good morning. Grand rising and also I'm looking to the brothers and sisters. This is a masterful program. I well, love it. Yeah. I, I appreciate the fact that this program helps our people search within themselves and find the better part of themselves, and then they can move forward. We have to forgive each other, and we have to, you know, you make mistakes, just simply make make mistakes and then improve upon yourself. This program mm-hmm. is not necessarily mm-hmm. about blaming anybody. It's about enlightenment and improvement. And I appreciate it because so much of what you personally can find out, you can hear the same thing from other people. And that goes to just yeah. show you what you really just want. I find the deeper you dive within yourself until you hit the chi, once you hit that, we're all equal. The person's got money or the person is poor, the man on the street, the one in the alley, we're all the same. I may have a little more money or have more knowledge than the next man, but I have to help the next person who doesn't have what I need. That's what it's all about. We have to change the whole paradigm from a society of competition into a society of teamwork. Let's do that. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you so much for those words of wisdom. Absolutely. Well, we only got a minute left to go. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to make sure I put this phone number back on the screen. And I definitely want to thank our, our guests who have... Yeah, we didn't get a chance to hear Tatiana and Latoya again. And, and Ariel. Yes. Okay, you guys, do you agree we need another show? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely need another show. Um, so we'll, we will we will be on in a, in probably another uh, probably another month. We'll we'll have you all come back. And and let me put this number up, and we've got uh, our Monday host that uh, I think we got a got an echo here. I'm not sure. Um, Zelda from HLN TV show says, "Great show, ladies. Thanks for sharing your expertise." And let's put this uh, phone number back up so that people can call. 24 hours to get help because yes. we, we, we want everybody to be emotionally healthy, and that is 773-256-4144. That's 773-256-4144. Call 24 hours. And Any free. It's, it's free. free counseling. Me People will listen. A lot of the counselors are there for you guys. Love Standing everybody. by listening. Thank you so much. Thank you to my wonderful co-host, Kareem Hamid. Thank you to the American Muslim 360 family for listening in, all who called in and lent their expertise, their their stories. Thank you. Look out for uh, look, look out for the next show with our wonderful, and we might have each of you on just for your own show because you each have a story. So look out for that too as well. <laughs> And, and and thank you so very much. And let's switch this audio thing here. All righty, there we go. And we want to say thank you to our listening and viewing audience. 
Join us tomorrow for soul uh, soulful solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. We're going to be talking tomorrow about being emotionally available for your children. And so we want you to join us for that because if you're a parent, you need to know how to listen to your child, not just punish them when they act out, but listen to them so that you understand why they're misbehaving because probably on the inside there is pain that's unexpressed and we need to listen. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you and until tomorrow, continue to shine your light. We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kudyum, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing.